Welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. As I said, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues, best place to watch the game live and loud, and you can do that on Sunday. Uh, and we'll preview the game uh, against the Panthers with a special guest soon. But uh, I don't know if you've been reading the news, so we've got some news to talk about uh, regarding the West Tigers coming up. And before that, uh, give us a follow at Westlife Pod, Instagram, Twitter. Support us and take part in the show. Welcome to our new Patreon members who have signed up last week. Um, it's gone off. The Discord, as you can imagine, is, uh, man, the notifications are just firing today. With uh, every, This week has been a huge week. Um, yeah, to, to get all the news, basically the guys are dropping links and inside words from Rob and... Um, Shane even popped his head in the other day. Uh, yeah, so patreon.com forward slash Westlife if you want to join us there for a couple of bucks a month to support the show. And YouTube, welcome to all our YouTubers uh, that are watching live at the moment. Please, if, you, if you're there, subscribe, like, comment, share, tell your friends, tell the people you don't like, tell everyone you can. Uh, right, so as I move along our little slideshow here, uh, yeah, I had to... Basically, it was just going to be a same old preview show tonight. But, of course, the news dropped tonight that, uh, well, confirmed. It wasn't, uh, it came out as a, a rumor and a whisper. But it's confirmed that Tim Sheen is going to take over as head coach for the next couple of years with Benji uh, going to take over then and then Robbie as an assistant as well. So our two favorite sons. Um, yeah, coming in. And as I bring in my co-host, Rob Bashara, what was your reaction uh, reading? We kind, of, we kind of expected it because, you know, with his club, things come out before they're confirmed. But what was your first reaction to this news? Uh, utter amazement and shock. I, I literally just had to stare. Like I pulled over, I was listening to the radio and it was breaking news on the radio. And I was absolutely shocked because obviously we heard Benji on NRL 360 the other night and he spoke really well and really passionately, you know, to the point that I actually got choked up about it. But, you know, I am a Benji fan. I'm definitely a Robbie fan. Uh, the, the news I was expecting was that Sheens was going to be coach or announced coach till the end of next year um, until they got whoever they wanted to be as the next head coach, which might have possibly been, you know, Peyton or, or Morris or, or someone like that. Obviously, we heard about Benji a couple of nights ago and that was part of the rumour mill. So I, I wouldn't have been shocked if they said Benji's going to be an assistant with a view to being head coach. Uh, but when it actually just came out, Benji's been announced head coach for 2025, I was just like, wow. I just, I just didn't know how to react. I, I'm conflicted because I'm a Benji fan, I'm a Robbie fan. I love them both. I'm passionate about them both. I know they won't let the club down. Uh, I was actually a little bit happy from the sense, I don't know if you remember this conversation, Josh, but I was saying after Tuesday night, I hope Benji doesn't leave all his media commitments to become an assistant coach. And then in a year or so, we go with another coach and we've stuffed him up and, and mm. you know, dumped him for a third time. So from Benji's point of view, I was actually worried about that. So the fact that they've actually announced that he will succeed Sheens as, as full-time coach, mm -hmm. I'm glad he's not going to get treated or, you know, mistreated, basically. So that's good. 
the, the rugby league cynic in me says, man, he's never coached a game. Like, this is a huge risk. But the Tigers lover in me says, wow, we got we got two blokes that I don't think anyone loves a club more than them. They've shown it on the field. They've shown it off the field. So from that part of it, it's good. But then there's the other part of me that says, well, is this a bit of a stunt too to keep the members? You know, people, like members won't drop out if they know Robbie and Benji are on, involved. They all, you know, most of the fan base love them. I, mean, I know they've got some of their critics. Um, you know, are the guys higher up doing this to save their jobs and deflect attention? So there's all those little things going through my mind. But at the core of it, look, at the end of the day, Josh and, and Aaron, I'm going to support it. I don't know if it's going to be the right move, but I, even when I heard Benji a couple of nights ago, I tweeted, you know, I love the, the passion that Robbie, uh, the Benji, sorry, spoke with and, you know, how it was just moving and the commitment and the and how he loves the club. But I also said at the bottom of it that it's no guarantee of success. But as a Tigers supporter, Josh, you know, when we had Robbie and Benji, if we lost games or we won games, I was happy, happy to live and die by their decisions. And if I've got to live and die by their decisions as, as coaches, then, then I'll do that too. Look, it's a huge risk, but I'm going to support it, but I'm still sceptical of the reasons behind it. And I, and I just don't want these blokes, you know, being punching bags and, and taking the heat off, off the guys that are going to deliver us, probably, you know, most likely a wooden spoon this year. Uh, and we move on to my other co-host, Aaron. You are uh, – you're, you're... – Pretty pretty excited for this news. You were telling me off air. Yeah, I am. I pretty much echo Rob's sentiments regarding everything he said. Um, but the thing we know about the, those two as players, uh, Robbie in particular, they hated losing. So they're going to bring that mentality as assistants first of all, um, where nothing worse than your best is going to be good enough, um, and they both bleed black, white, and orange. So that if we're going to get players coming to the club in the next two years while Sheens is the coach, then we know they're, go they're players who are going to want to play under Benji, under Robbie, if he remains as an assistant coach to Benji. I don't know. It's, it is exciting, but as Rob said, it's a massive risk. I can see all sides of the argument there's potentially the the keep the fans keep the members on board um but maybe this is exactly what the club needs yeah they're untried and untested but who knows it could it could be the best decision the club makes for the foreseeable future but it could also be an absolute stinker and bomb out um i i was saying to one of my workmates earlier when i saw the news drop it's going to be one of the two extremes. There's, it's going to either be the best or close to the worst, and there's, it's not going to be anywhere in the middle. So only time will tell. Um, these next two years under Sheens are going to be interesting to see who stays, who goes, and who comes in afterwards. But I don't know. Let's go along for the ride and see how it all plays out. Everyone, join us at West Ashfield for Sunday afternoon footy as the West Tigers take on the Penrith Panthers live from Comac Stadium at 2pm. And you can watch all the action live and loud on the big screen at the home of the West Tigers, West Ashfield. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au. 
step up and play at the home of the West Tigers. West Ashfield is at 115 Liverpool Road. Step up. Ashfield, uh, members' prices noted. Terms and conditions apply. Drink responsibly. Yeah, I'll save. I'm, I'm all in for this. I'm excited. I'll save my opinion. Uh, I'll go via the run sheet because I've literally got a whole section. You guys have kind of, um, yeah, used your intros to uh, basically blurt it out. But we will discuss it a little bit more. But firstly, as always, start the show. Low grades. I kind of feel sorry for the women who are playing the grand final on Saturday. It was going to be a lot of talk about that uh, tonight. Rob, I know you're heading out to. Um, yeah. Oh, I've got the wrong graphic here. I've got last has an updated there. Um, they're playing against the Sharks, two p.m. Saturday at Campbelltown Stadium. Don't don't uh, look at the uh, graphic here. The New South Wales Cup. So the boys are playing the Panthers. This has actually been moved, been postponed. I've got an email today, so don't take uh, this graphic. Might as well just go in the bin because like- that game has been moved <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, the. Yeah, New South Wales Cup's been moved as well. Although, yeah, uh, let's just go back to the Sheens because that, <laughs> you know, completely skip it. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's uh, let me down the graphic there. But um, right, my thoughts on this thing, man. I'm I'm all in um for this. Just and look, we know the reason why they've done this beyond the PR. Yes, it's a big PR thing. It makes management look good. Um, as you were saying, Rob, but the main reason this is happening is because no one else wanted the job. This is kind of, we weren't all in for Serato. He said, no, apparently, um, what's his name? John Morris said, no. And I, was it was, did Flanagan say no as well? Rob, no. tell you. Ever approached to my to my knowledge? Yeah. So and, uh, Lee was never interested in in Flanagan, even when I had my one and only chat with him yeah. late last year. So it's kind of kind of a, a backup plan. It's, it's funny that you, you commit to five years on a backup plan, but man, I'm these guys are the heart and soul of this club, and just yeah, tactically, it's it sounds stupid that to bring in guys that have never coached before. And he's got two years. Two years along, that's hopefully well, might be more than twenty, more than 48 games. Hopefully it's a little bit more than 48 games, throwing a couple of semifinals as well, if we can dream. But um, I, I think Benji has – Benji and Robbie as well in the back of him. Just the draw, draw that they'll have across the league recruiting alone, I think is going to be – so huge. I mean, do you know anyone that doesn't? Even non Tigers fans love Benji, and so many kids, especially Kiwi kids coming up, they idolize this guy. He's played with, um, he's only because re- he's only just retired. He's played with a lot of guys, a lot of young kids playing playing under him. He's played for Wayne Bennett as well, which I think will help a lot. But Benji's aura and draw alone, I think, makes this a good decision. Whether or not he'll be good with a clipboard in his hand, like who knows? But the fact is, it's it, it wouldn't work at any other club. It's, it's very much a West Tigers thing. This, but at the end of the day, West Tigers is a very unique club. We're not the roost, the 
Chooks or the Rabbitohs who have rich owners and can kind of flip flip the roster with their money. And they can Bruce's fans can deny what they like. And Nick Politis has got his ways of basically buying a premiership. The West Tigers were our own unique thing. We're a huge fan base with good um, good juniors, but we're still always underdogs. The only time we've ever been good is when these two guys basically were our heart, our hooker and our 5'8". They basically ran the team um, together with Sheenzy, of course, behind them. But, man, I just think it's the best thing for this club. And, yes, it's a PR, uh, great PR. It will. The memberships, I'm sure the membership team are going to love this. I think our memberships, people are going to be coming back next year. Like, as you said, you can't um, – yeah, you can't, as a fan, I can't remember if you said it on air or off air now, Rob, that you said that basically fans, basically, they can't not like them. They'll be frowned upon. If, you, if you're a Benji or a Robbie hater, you kind of frown upon, which is kind of fair enough, and everyone's open to their opinion. But you can't deny that these two guys, there is no one that's played or worked for this club that loves the West Tigers more than these two guys. Can you argue that? No, you, you, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, like, look, I mean, I know it's a, t- a totally different thing, state of origin, like you only got to coach three games, but Billy Slater was untried. I mean, he had the yeah. right around him and, and he's won origin. I, I'm just saying, like, you know, your, your rugby league brain says, man, this is a huge risk giving someone a gig who hasn't coached before. So so there's that part of me. But as I said to you at the start, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to – Look, if there, if there's, I think it's a plan C. I don't even think it's a plan B. Like, I don't. I think we didn't really get who we wanted, and and obviously we didn't get Seraldo number one. I didn't think we we could see where the next option was coming from. I think it also protects Tim Sheens a little bit. So even if things go bad under Tim Sheens to a degree, it's like, oh, what did we get him for? But the excuse now is we've got Tim Sheens to mentor Benji and Robbie in terms of the coaching side, or, or at least Benji. My only knockback on that is if is if Tim Sheens isn't doing a good job as coach for whatever reason, I'm not saying he will, but if things things don't go great, and then we'll, won't pe- people will then say, well, isn't Sheensy teaching Benji the wrong things because we're losing? Like, you know what I mean? There's going to be that little yeah. part of it. But, but as you said, Benji's played under Wayne. Benji's, uh, Benji's got his own thoughts. I'm sure Robbie's got his own thoughts. One thing you said earlier, Josh, which really makes a lot of sense and it hits home, I know like just how competitive Robbie is. I don't know Benji too well personally, but I know Robbie personally. When we lose, he's not going to sleep. And that's what I've been saying about our, our heads of the club. They, I just think they don't, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I just don't think they care enough where it hurts them, where, you know, like, I haven't come on and embarrassed myself and, and cried on a podcast and, and ripped and teared at these guys, you know, as Lee said, from my spleen, because, like, we're sick of losing and, and I hate losing. And I know we can't win every day, but we don't have to lose for 11 years straight. I know Benji and Robbie will have their heart in the right place. I know they're, they're smart operators as well. I definitely know Robbie's really thorough and he's very clever and he's got a great footy brain. Um, I heard earlier tonight that he's most likely going to be an attacking coach. Yeah, and have, and have some sort of that, yeah. some sort of admin role. So I, I think mm. that's a good thing. Look, they could do they could do worse than appointing Benji and Robbie. Okay, but that's that's all. That's what I said on Twitter 
a couple of days ago when it came out, and I'm happy to back them. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bag them. Or they haven't had a chance yet, guys, and they're mm-hmm. not gonna have a chance next year, and they're not gonna have a chance the year after. They're just gonna be learning under under Tim Sheen. So I, I just hope it all goes well. But we need Tiger men in that organisation. That's that's key. Absolutely. Whether it's in, whether it's in the office, whether it's on the coaching staff. Another thing, Josh. You know, I don't know if you ever watch the fan and and hear other interviews with other NRL players. Yeah, how, I love that show. Yeah. How many players do you hear that say, "My favourite player was Benji Marshall. Mm. My favourite player yeah. was Benji Marshall." So mm. he's definitely going to have a pulling power, you know, to the club. So that from that part of it, I think that's a very good move. But like the cynic in me and the one that's not a fan of, you know, our board will say everything they've done is about money, and this could be another monetary move. It, it stops members leaving. You know, it actually ups ups membership probably, and is it a last resort? I'm just disappointed if the report is true that they got the idea from a reporter. I'd be much happier if our board came up with this idea themselves and ran with it, as opposed to hearing it from from someone else. So, but look, I'm, mm. I'm going to support it. We, we got we got nothing to lose. We've we've had eleven glum years. Um, I think the good thing too is by the time Benji's head coach, some of those 17 and 18 year olds will be prime, ready mm. to go. And then even the guys we've blooded this year, like, you know, uh, Pole, et cetera, instead of them having two or three games, they would have had 45, 50 games and, and they'll be like ready-made first graders by then. So look, there, there's, there are a lot of positives to it. So, you know, I, I, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm happy to live and die by Robbie and Benji. So done it all my, most of my Tigers life. I'm happy to do it again with them as coaches. A, a fair point from Douglas on Facebook. Um, Ricky Stewart loves his club too. Where are they again? Passion is not guaranteed for su- success. We're well, in the grand final two years ago. Um, two years ago? Three years ago. 2019. Three. Yeah, 2019. Um, so, but at the end of the day, Canberra, the Canberra Raiders aren't the West Tigers. The West Tigers are a, a sleeping giant that's just been dropping the ball literally and metaphorically off the field for years and years it's just a, a, a decision away getting that culture back the the run that we had in 05 and then um the back end of 2009 into 10 11 getting that back is is possible because we're we're a juggernaut our f- memberships we're 30 memberships we we suck it like so bad on the field and we're with 30 memberships in sydney like we we're in a place of Sydney um, that like is pretty enticing with Concorga, the new facilities coming through, like that sort of thing. Like people don't want to live in Canberra, like unless you're from Canberra. Cam- I feel sorry for the Canberra Raiders because who wants to? And no offense to anyone of our listeners that live in Canberra, but compared, if you're from Sydney, like to go live in the cold of of Canberra in the middle of winter, like it's it's brutal. It's it's hard for them. Like I'd almost give them cap compensation because it's such. Um, I mean, it's only a three-hour drive, but still, like, it's and they got a pretty cool fan base going with their clap and all that jazz. A cool little community sort of team, but they're not the juggernaut that the West Tigers can be. Like we, we there are so many West Tigers fans out there. And it just it will take just a little bit of success, and bang, the club um, will be a powerhouse. We could be up there with 
the likes of the Rabbitohs and Parramatta with their membership base. And I know, I get, I get the point that that'll make management look good and years of uh, that sort of thing. And I'll never ever forgive management for letting James Tedesco and the other guys slip through their hands. Like that's just unforgivable. How they've survived that is just crazy. The fact that we let the best player in the world slip through our hands. But I feel like with Benji and the way he talked on NRL 360, where he said if if he if management and Ken uh credit to Paul Ken, I thought he asked some pretty pressing and good questions to Benji tonight. And when was he on? Tuesday night, Monday night? Monday night. Tuesday, yeah. I and he said, he goes, I'm gonna tell management what I think. He goes, I'm me. And if they don't like that, then I'm just going to be me. And this will sound really stupid, but I only watched one episode of the celebrity apprentice and that was the grand final that Benji's in. And yes, it's all TV and bullshit and that sort of thing. But the poor he had was sponsors. He called up sponsors. Like he's just, man, he's the, he's the king of the club, man. And like, he's just, he's beyond being just, another ex-footballer. And someone said in the comments before, good footballers don't end up, end up being coaches. I don't know. This is just a fresh new situation to not think about. We, the other option was to just hire someone like a John Morris and then it doesn't work out. Or you hire someone like Ivan Cleary and he fucks off anyway. Benji and Robbie are going to... They bled for this club. Robbie probably a little bit more blood than Benji, but uh, literally. But blood, sweat and tears for this club, no one's put in more than these guys. And yes, they fought with each other and then there's all that off-field shit that's happened between them. But these guys aren't going to find a better offer and leave us. They're not going to, um, like, Benji, the, the way he talked, the way he talked on NRA 360, like you, Rob, you said you're in tears. And man, he nearly had me in tears too, man. Just He, he said he loves the club. Even though what, what we did to him, what we did to Robbie, he he loves the brand, and that's that's beyond. And I know we're all angry at membership as well. We all love that logo. I don't know if you, the new logo, old logo, whatever. Let's not get into that argument. We all love the West Tigers. That's why you're all here. It's why you're listening to us right now. The management we're angry at because they've done fuck up after fuck up after fuck up. But we love the West Tigers. We all do. And these two guys here, and Tim Sheens as well, I'm sure that like there's plenty of pride in him. But these two guys here love this club so much, we can trust them with, we tr- can trust them that they're going to do the right thing by the club always. And might not they? They'll make mistakes. They're human, but you know their moves will always be West Tigers at heart. They won't be thinking, "Oh, I'll just get the end of this year and then find a better offer." These guys they're part of the fabric of the club and just, I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very different to go back to Douglas's point. The Canberra Raiders, they, they can't compare. They're completely different. Every franchise in rugby league is different. And the West Tigers were our own unique thing. It's like the home grounds. Like people say, we need one home ground. No, we don't. We're the fact is we're part Campbelltown. We're part Leichhardt. We're always going to have at least two home grounds. Like we're we're a very very unique franchise. We have a huge fan base, and it's what's good for some is very different for us. And we sometimes we push uphill and we do it the hard way. Um, but yeah, comp- comparing us to the Canberra Raiders, just yeah, apples and oranges. 
Well, limes, limes and oranges. There you go. Josh, is that my tweet that you've got on screen there? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've kind of, I'm basically, I'm basically, I've actually, I'm agreeing with Douglas there. Like, if, if you read, if you read that tweet, especially the end of it, like I'm, I'm saying in there how much, like I love what Benji said and his passion, and and we need more men like him. But I also said at the bottom of it something to the effect of that doesn't guarantee success. But I'm happy to live and die by that. You know what I mean? And and the one thing that I did love what Benji said is he wouldn't want to coach any other club. Now, if he wants to give away a cushy, high-paying job in the media where he's got to do a half-hour show once a week, a couple of appearances on 360 and a post-game and pre-game show on a Saturday for a full-time stressful job to a club that's, you know, probably treated him badly twice. The first time when they reneged on a contract, even though he'd taken salary cuts prior to the first time he got kicked out, and then the second time where he, he left where he didn't finish on his terms, okay, and had and had to play one more year at South, and he still loves the club the way he does. Like, that that really moved me. But, I mean, that's, mm. that's just the tiger in me. But I also know it's no guarantee of success. But who are we to say that he won't succeed? That That's the thing. I mean, it's a huge risk because, you know, you look at Seraldo and his management, and they looked at the situation and they said, you guys need an experienced coach. And and we've basically gone down the opposite path. Of, of course, we're getting Tim immediately. So maybe that'll change within two years. But look, it's a huge risk. But, you know, like you've got, you got the two greatest Tigers, in my opinion, that, that have ever played for this club. So <laughs> I'm, I'm backing them. You know, I'm backing them whether it's the wrong thing or the right thing. But, but I accept they can fail. And I accept that they could yeah. succeed as well. But knowing those blokes, they're more chance of succeeding than failing. As anything to add to all that? Those three blokes you've got on screen there, Josh, are three of the biggest pillars of what made 2005 as magical as it was. And then even in the later the later years of 2010 and 2011, they were also big parts of the success that we had back then too. Yeah, we still had a lot of dud years while they were there, but they weren't the only two players and the only coach. Um, there was a lot happening around them at the time, obviously, there was the very poor treatment of Benji back in 2012. Um, but yeah, his his passion is something that cannot be understated. Um, that's, for me, the biggest thing there. They both have the passion. They both have the drive. And they will do whatever they can to get success out of... Out of well, I won't say this team, because we may not have the same team um, in, what is it, three years' time. But... If there's a coach that you could learn a lot from, um, and like being by being under him for a couple of seasons, Sheens would be one of those coaches. You'd have him up there with the likes of Bennett, uh, Bellamy, Robinson, and there was another one I was thinking of, but I can't quite grab it. Bennett, Bellamy, Robinson. Uh, well, maybe it was just three. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely right. a big three. And the, the fact is, we're never going to get one of those. We're, ne- we're never. We actually, we could have had Bennett again. Management uh, went a separate rate. That's right, isn't it, Rob? We could have had Bennett. Yeah, apparently Bennett was really, really close a few years yeah. ago. So we let that slip. But I mean, yeah, as I said, we're a unique. Um, yeah, we, we can't expect. That to happen, but keep going. Just, man. Sorry, just a, just a couple of simple things, Josh. We one one good thing. Let's go to Sheens for a sec. One good thing about having Sheens 
is even though it was from via overseas, he's basically been with the club for a year, even though some of that communication was, you know, via the phone. So getting a new coach in, working out the layout, you know, and the environment and the players and the conditions, whatever, he doesn't have to do that. We can we can start now with who we want to keep, who we don't want to keep. So that's one good thing about, you know, the appointment of Sheens. I think the other thing, like with the Benji and Robbie factor, there's players there that will want to stay there as well just because they're mm. there. So if, yeah. if if we want them, they will stay. So I, I actually think we can just fast forward and just move on a little bit quicker now and it doesn't slow that whole process down. Like, Because, you know, if, if any one of us was suddenly the new coach, you just can't make decisions within a week. You've got to see yeah. what's going on and, and you know, at least, you know, have a, an eight-game sort of... Uh, sample base to sort of see what the players are like, what they're like at training, all this sort of thing. The other thing that I'm just curious about, who becomes head of football now? That that's that hasn't been answered. Like hopefully that's not Warren McDonald, but like who who's head of football and does Sheens have a role with the club after he retires from coaching again? Like it'd be nice if if um we can get a little bit of uh, clarity on that from the club, you know, going forward as well, because we just, like I said, we keep sort of chopping and changing with a lot of things. But having missed out on Seraldo, I was happy for Sheens to be interim for this year only. But if the succession plan is for Benji to take over, well, you really can't argue with it, uh, other than the fact that Benji's had no experience. At, le- at least there is a plan in place now. I just hope it didn't come from Buzz Rothfield, for fuck's sake. Uh, Mitch on Facebook asked, do you think Dwayne and Hastings will um, will be some of those players wanting to stay for Robbie and Benji? Um, look, I th- I think they will. Like, I think I, I base that basically on a hunch. Who knows what they're thinking? I think, as, as I've said a few episodes in a row now, I think Adam will come down to if they want Adam in the six, then he'll stay. If they say he's a centre, then... He'll go. What do you reckon, Rob? I, I agree with that, but I'd go further than that and say, I, I, you know, and I know this. Uh, Robbie's been a I bit of a, a bit of a mentor to Adam, so oh. I, I think having Robbie on board and and Robbie's you know quite influential. I think that'll have a positive effect on. Yeah. Look, Adam wants to stay at the club. I just don't think he wants to be a centre. So I don't think Adam would need much prodding um, to stay. But I, I know for a fact Canterbury. Are, are really trying hard to get Adam, so hopefully this will this will sort of nip that in the bud a little bit. I just think the vibe of the place, like it'll be interesting to see how the team comes out Sunday. I don't know. Obviously, they don't start the job till this off season, but I just think the whole vibe of the place and you, it's it's kind of fitting that they'll be in new facilities as well, kind of like a fresh break sort of thing. Going from new co- like coaching staff, Benji and Robbie running the place. They literally got the keys to this new brand new toy um, that is the center of excellence. But yeah, I yeah, I just think the whole vibe of the place. It'll be a happy place. People, it's just going to be a snowball effect. I I just think yeah, who knows tactically? So much of coaching isn't just picking the team list and um. Yeah, and strategy, but these two guys are pretty smart football wise. And when they were playing, I'm sure they did a lot of that when they were playing as well. Like, you can't say that Robbie and Benji wouldn't have had and Sheens together when they were playing, were probably game planning and that sort of thing 
as well. I just think they're just going to make it a happy place. And if you think back uh, to 2005, like Scando said it on this show, every player from that era, they were just so in sync and they just loved playing with each other. That's that's what we need back. Like at the moment, we just get guys come in, your LIAs and your um, uh, Ryan Madison, people just kick up a stink and want to leave for whatever reason. Like I don't – and you could argue, I'm sure people, Rob, you might argue that management maybe, but maybe management kind of sit back with it. They promised to do. We'll see see if that happens. So the fact that these guys are running the football part of it, I just think it'll be a much happier place because it must be just miserable. We're in purgatory at the moment with with basically not knowing who the coach is. They're not doing any signings. Hopefully, this is moving uh, moving into heaven. Well, allegedly, the first thing that's come out of it positive, Josh, is that uh, Benji has spoken to Isaiah Papali'i and um, it looks like Isaiah mm. Papali'i's going to come on come on board because he's had serious second thoughts about joining the Tigers. So yeah. I, I, I just hope it's a, it's a whole new look coach. The Kiwi factor is huge in this as well. Yeah, it is. It is, it is huge. But I, I still think, you know, some people need to take accountability for mistakes and I just hope they're not deflect, yeah, of course. Deflect, deflecting all this really quickly. So they get out of it because, you know, as I've said to you privately, Josh, you know, we've probably got a wooden spoon coming um, that's going to be put in the centre of excellence. And, you know, you, you, we know why we're getting that that wooden spoon. It's basically because we've had to fix a salary cap that was screwed up and given us, you know, a, not the greatest roster that in the world. Uh, no superstars in that roster. We haven't been able to afford superstars because we've had to let people go that have been paid massive overs. And... And that person's still there. So I'd love to see a whole a whole new look from CEO down to coaches, down to everything, and and just have a fresh look about the place. Uh, a couple of people asking about Mitchell Moses. Um, yeah. What are, what have you heard about the Mitch Moses coming back thing that were in the paper, Rob? Yeah, this is um, – look, I've heard about the Mitch Moses things for a couple of weeks. Uh, I actually spoke to someone today that – this actually made my jaw drop as well. Uh, Mitch Moses is still rather dirty that uh, Justin Pascoe rightfully prioritised James Tedesco, but he also prioritised Aaron Mitchie. Wood and and basically pushed Moses out of the club. And Mitch Moses actually said he'd sign a five-year deal tomorrow if Pascoe wasn't there tomorrow. But as long as Pascoe's there, he wouldn't, he wouldn't entertain the thought of coming back. But if Pascoe was gone, he'd be back in a heartbeat. He loves the place. He still loves the place, yet when he plays against us, it doesn't seem that way. But he grows an extra pair of legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I said last week, I said the only time he runs against us in the preview, it's against us. And he did it again Saturday night, like he killed us. As would you want him back? I'd be hesitant and tentative because I wasn't a fan of the way he left the club. But mm. the caliber of player that he is, how could we say no? What if it meant losing Jackson Hastings? Mm, don't do that to me. <laughs> well, who gets unless unless he's a lock? The, the lock if the lock, if you put him at thirteen, but yeah, what do you do? Who yeah? Who is it? Adam and 
Would it be Adam and Mitch in the halves? Brooks can, Brooks can go out the door first of all. That's, well, he would, uh, that's he would the, be anyway because <laughs> Moses Moses got one more year at the Eels, doesn't he? Uh, I, I, to be honest, I thought Moses was extending, and I, and I thought that was one of the reasons. He hasn't signed it yet, though. Well, yeah, I don't, I think... I don't know. They're, they're hanging, they're, they signed big money for Gutherson and, and Moses, yeah. I thought. so, And that's why they're losing the Papali'i's and the and uh, what's the hooker's name? His, his name's escaped. Reed, Reed Marnie. Yeah, going to Canterbury, yeah. and they're getting uh, near Cora to New Zealand, and, and they, they've got quite a few players that, that have to leave them. But, look, I mean... It might not mean much. Like I'm, I'm not a fan of Mitch Moses. I've probably got to go back and delete a hundred things off my social. media. <laughs> I think most of them. <laughs> but there are a couple of games I, I'll never forget. There was actually one, one on a, I think it was a Saturday night at Leichhardt against Cronulla, where I, I literally thought he tanked the game. Like when we had the ball, he was getting involved, and when we didn't have the ball, he stood out the wing and didn't want to tackle. Didn't he? Just didn't look interested. So the the thing, the, the thing that I've been impressed by with Mitch Moses, and like I said, I'm not a fan of him. At the end of the day, he's a top five halfback. We can't afford not to have that, and he can goal kick. Um, but what I liked was when we beat them this year with the Jackson Hastings field goal, and he got interviewed after it. He actually wasn't like very sulky. He like where I just think the Mitch Moses we had, he would have just been sulking hard and you know kicking stones and all that sort of thing. I, I think he, he might have just sort of uh, evolved a bit as a person or got a bit more mature. Yeah. So, so look, I'm not. I wouldn't say no to a top five halfback. Am I his greatest fan? No, I kind of love hating him. But you know, when if someone says they want to come and play for the Tigers, and 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 we know what he can do, and we know what you know, imagine imagine like Mitch Moses at halfback, Adam Dwayne five eight, Appy Corusau at hooker. You know, you you start getting you know a few goosebumps, and and you start thinking, well, hang on, boys. You know, we we could have a, a team real quick here. But he, he's not even entertaining coming back as long as Pasco's there. So. I think the yeah. club would have to explore that if they really want him. What about well, Teddy? I've just pulled up. I've just pulled up zero uh, tackles off contract list, and he's not off contract until the end of twenty twenty four. Oh, so he's got two. So he's got two more years. Yeah, but Para Para looking for cap space. Like if if something came out of the blue, then what they let Moses go. Well, who knows? I don't, I don't know. Jackson Hastings swap. They'd, they'd be stupid to let Moses go, I think, mm. Para. He's, he's playing well. He's playing really, really well. Yeah. He's a key member of their team, but uh, that, that that's what he said. So you know, you know, one more year. we'd have to see how, how serious he is about coming back before mm. we start we start shipping um, Justin Pascoe off to Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> who's, uh, who's, playing for, who's paying for his ticket? Oh, but I'll, I'll dig into that. <laughs> but leave that to uh, me. And uh, shouts to West Tigers management who are probably listening uh, right now. And anything else, Anything else, boys, on this? I know it's, it's a huge topic. We'll get into talking about the the game incoming. Um, anything else to add, As? Well, I guess, I guess the other side of the coin here is what happens with the current coaching team so you've got Kalis you've got Gardner and you've got Noddy mm. like what happens with them moving forward I feel like Noddy is going to have a bit of a role not sure what sort of role it will be but I have a feeling Noddy's role moving forward will be with our NRLW team in mm. some capacity as for Gardner and Kalis I'm not sure what happens with them would you have any ideas Rob I haven't I haven't looked into that um Look, I actually think 
I, I know we've been smacked around, you know, in terms of the competition table. I actually think our defence has been better this year. I really do. Uh, so I think Kalis has been pretty good. I definitely our scramble defence on, on our own line, even again, even in the New Zealand game, as crappy as we were, they had to kick a penalty goal in the 25th minute. Um, you know, the other night, Parry didn't score till you know, what, 10 minutes left in the first half or thereabouts. Like, I think we got Sinbin with eight minutes left of the first half, and that's when they got that first try. So we held yeah. Parry up for 32 minutes. So... I, I think defensively, Kalis has earned his spot there. Um, mm. I, I don't know. Like, I can't see Benji being a defensive coach. If Robbie's if Robbie's being told he's going to be the attacking coach, I, I think there's still room for one of those guys at least on board. Uh, like Aaron said, Brett probably either goes back to the women's or, or back in the pathways with Matt Betsy. And let me tell you guys, all the people that I know, and then this isn't leaking or anything, this is just general knowledge the the praise i've never met matt betsy but the praise he's getting for what he's doing in pathways right now is through the roof like we've, we've got some really good stuff happening there and and he's he really knows his stuff so um look there, there are some promising signs there we've, we've just got to get it right up top guys we've just got to get you know we've got to stop the leaks for starts with with everything and and keep it positive like isn't it the most west tigers thing that they couldn't even announce it tonight it had to be leaked to Michael Shamus to tell us this magical news about Benji and Robbie and and Sheen's like it's just you know it just would have been nice to have come from the club first just for once yeah yeah maybe they'll wait until after Origin or something who knows but yeah. it's always yeah it's always a guess with that sort I've of thing got, yeah uh, one more thing as well yeah go, we, go for we, it. we all know the NRL like a little bit of a fairy tale story um, so obviously we had. The referees will start making good work. decisions. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. The bunker's, the bunker's not going to yeah. <laughs> be assholes to us anymore? I like well, I your mean, thinking. You, th- you, think, you think of um, some of the ones in recent years. You had the Rabbits making the grand final last year in uh, Bennett's final year. Mm. Then this year you had the three Trebojevic brothers and in, in starting for the first time the way we got screwed out of that game. Yeah, yeah. You, you had the Warriors homecoming and the way the ref was really giving things in their favor, particularly yeah. in the first half while it was still close. And I don't know, maybe it just, it it's a little bit optimistic on my part, I believe, but maybe they'll see this as another fairy tale starting next year. Like can, uh, or will, will um, the two greatest players at the club start to bring some success back to the place? Mm. Maybe we will get a little bit of a, a little bit of a leg up compared to, what we've been, how we've been getting shafted in yeah. recent it's in, seasons. It's in the West Tigers' best, uh, the, in the NRL's best interest for the West Tigers to be successful. Like we'd be, absolutely. If we're one of sixteen teams, but I reckon we'd be one, maybe one ninth, one eighth, one ninth of the fan base. Like we're well above our like one sixteenth share. Like we're one of the most supported clubs. There's Broncos, Souths, Para. Oh. I reckon we're on par, par with Para. I don't know. But their memberships are 40,000 because they're doing well. So we're, yeah, I think, we're, fifth total memberships or fifth highest membership total. Yeah. And the Bris- third Brisbane's on, it's third Brisbane out of Sydney. Brisbane's, yeah, Brisbane South Para Storm, I think, of fourth. I'm sure you can Google it. But I think it's either yeah. the Storm or the Raiders. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely. How many people 
like from the surveys we've done and that sort of thing, just haven't got a membership at the moment. Yeah, it's just yeah, we're we're a powerhouse, and I, I honestly think this is going to flick a switch, and yeah, we'll yeah, the vibe. Yeah. As someone said, to quote yeah, the castle way- again, the vibe is going to be huge. Sorry, yeah. go say, go again, Rob. I was saying the only way is going to be up from where we're going to finish at the end of the year. And and to be fair, yeah, I'll, I'll give Sheensy this. If Sheens, as he's said publicly and privately, we're two to three years away and he's going to be coach for the next two years, he's actually shouldering some of that potential failure or lack of success uh, off Benji and Robbie for the next two years. Like, you know, if we, if we start at 16th, say, at the end of this year and we come 12th next year or 11th i mean anything's going to be an improvement so i think by the time sheens finishes we we should have a really good roster our cap won't be in good shape it'll be in perfect shape um i don't think robbie and benji are gonna make some of the mistakes that you know the the non-footballing brains in the club have done in the past so it's you know we hate hearing it josh we just gotta wait and wait but there's no there, there is a chance we can have some instant success with, you know, we, we're getting the, like, did you see Appy Coruscant last night? He was, yeah. absolutely, he was amazing. And, and poor Damien Cook did absolutely jack shit when he came on because our forwards weren't dominating. So mm-hmm. it just wasn't a game designed for Cook. I actually think Appy should have stayed on because he was just putting little, uh, you know, little chinks in their defense and, and putting our forwards through little gaps. So I'm excited about having Appy there. Isaiah Papali in beast mode, you know, a few of our young kids coming through. Hopefully Adam will be in peak fitness by next year. There are some positive signs. and, and yeah, you know, Sean and Tommy, yeah. And then Robbie and Benji on board with, with Sheens getting the old firm back, you know, back in the DeLorean heading to 2005. I mean, <laughs> it can't well, be. 2011. We'll take 2011. Yeah, look, mate, even 2019 was pretty good till Robbie got injured. I think we would have played final. Yeah. You know, anyone that says, oh, we had Robbie and Benji together in 2019, we didn't play finals. I'm, I'm telling you, if Robbie didn't get injured against Canterbury, we played finals. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've i said it and people call me crazy. I I don't expect to be in the top eight next year, but, like, I think with the right decisions, we can. Like, I, I will go into 20... What's what year is it? Twenty twenty three next year. Um, expecting finals. I'll, I'll use the word expecting. I'll expect to come. I don't think coming winning twelve out of twenty four games or whatever it would be with the. Um, I think it'll still be twenty four. I think yeah, I think it's, they're going to go up back up to twenty six rounds. So every team's yeah. going to have two buys. Two buys, yeah. So I don't think winning twelve games. With these guys coming in, our juniors getting a bit better, bit of stability in the club, the vibe, as I keep saying, I don't think twelve out of twenty-four should be like out of the question. People have bounced back, wooden spoon years. It's a fresh start. Like who cares if you come last the year before? Um, I I honestly think twelve, twelve or 13, maybe thirteen might take thirteen wins to get in. No, I won't settle, Carla. Love you, Carla, but no, I won't settle down. <laughs> I'm, look at the I'm, look at the Cowboys and the Broncos right now. They were both bottom yeah, they three just, teams last year. They completely they flipped it. Yeah, eighth. I don't think eighth play is is twelve wins out of twenty four that higher bar. Like 
there's some shit teams in the league at the moment, and there's going to be some of them that'll be still be shit next year. Often eleven wins can get the job done. It was yeah. just that really freak year in I think it was 2018 where eighth was 15 wins and nine losses while we were 12 and 12 and we finished ninth. That's yeah, like, I, that's the anomaly. I I think it can be done. The the cap the way the cap's finally in a spot. We've got all that money to spend. It's it's kind of like management almost accidentally fallen into a, a good spot. They've thrown enough dartboards at the wall and they've kindly maybe finally hit a bullseye um, because the cap, they've got all this cash to spend next year. And now we've got these uh, three guys at the helm. Maybe, maybe it'd be enough to get the Angus Crichtons and some other guys coming, playing, playing for us. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a Kiwi talent out there that maybe Roger Tuolasa-Shek comes back for rug, from rugby. Who knows? When's the Rugby World Cup? This year? So Roger, sure. go, Roger to us, yeah, go win your bloody play. All Blacks <laughs> World Cup. Then maybe he'll come back, play for the West Tigers. Who knows? But yeah, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how much input Benji and Robbie actually have next year. I, I want to know, you know, like, and obviously I'll get to ask Robbie this, but I want to know, like, if they're just going to be sort of not not chilling out but just like being extra respectful of sheens and like not putting much of their input and just staying out of the way and observing and learning or are they going to be able to you know put their fingerprints on this team a little bit because i'd like i'd like to see tim sheens give them more responsibility than being assistants if if that makes sense just really really get their hands on on everything that's going on in the team every week and and I, you know what I think when we see the footy we play and, and how we're playing, we'll we'll have a good idea if if that influence is there or not. To, to be brutally honest, a couple of people talking about Teddy. We'll just touch on that. He's off contract. Have you got that zero tackle there? As I think he's got two more years as well at the Roosters. I think I worked out he'd be thirty three if he came came back um, at the end of this contract. So, thirty-three year old, thirty thirty. I mean, thirty-three is not quite what thirty-three used to be. Um, I don't know. I think he still will be one of the best fullbacks in the world at thirty-three. What do you reckon, Rob? What's your crystal ball say? Uh, my crystal ball says if the Roosters want to keep him, there's nothing we could do to get him back. But if the Roosters were like ambivalent about whether they kept him or not and we made him a strong offer he he probably wouldn't mind coming back and finishing finishing his career with us but that said i mean did you see how well teddy played last night like Best i don't play think for us probably yeah. it's being said but he was amazing last night I, I thought him and isaiah yo were just and and appy I, I thought the three of them were, were absolutely sensational last night so if if teddy's still playing like that in two years from now i don't think the roosters would want to let him go so we mm. might have if his if his form went down a little bit anyway, yeah, we need I don't know need to get him some real estate or something. You, you just can't compete with old mate Politis, can you? But I don't know. Maybe he would have earned he would have earned so much fucking money in his career by then. Surely, come on, Teddy, just like give up. Come come back that's, out that's west. Of the brown paper bags. Yeah, come out to go move back to Camden <laughs> out west where you're from and. Play for your junior club, win a premiership. Well, the, leg, the legacy. 
he, if he, he bought a com- dollar house, Josh. He, he just bought a five million dollar house, so he might have to stay there for a few years and pay it off. Five hundred thousand dollar, a five million dollar house is pretty good for someone on about six hundred thousand a year. Wow, that's. Uh, are you listening, ATO? Uh, go, go <laughs> check that one out. He's not third parties, mate. He's probably on about one and a half a year. But anyway, yeah, American real estate is a rumor I've heard, but um, yeah, I'll probably have a horse's head in my uh, in my bed. Later for saying that. No, no, wait, that's Italians, not not Greeks. Uh, right, on to the game. We'll bring in our special guest. We'll talk about there is actually a rugby league game this weekend, guys. I don't know if you heard the West Tigers are playing <laughs> on uh, Sunday. We're going to get through this season before we start dreaming. Uh, and we've got a special guest, Ryan. So, as your other podcast, uh, tell us a little bit about it before I introduce Sorry. Ryan. So I co-host a podcast stream also on YouTube uh, that we have been able to do recently, unfortunately, called The Cat Bros, where it's a Panthers fan and myself. Um, the Panthers fan has a soft spot for the Tigers as well, So and we bounce off each other quite well. Uh, we're really interactive with our chat as well. It's a lot of fun. We do that weekly. Um, like I said before, haven't been able to for a while, but hoping to get back into it. It's a lot of fun that's how i started to really get into this side of things and i think i've taken a lot of that experience and it's helped me do a better job with uh with you guys as well so all right uh so ryan you microphone you might have fallen asleep we've gone no, no. oh you're still there <laughs> sorry there he is there he is your mic was i was a bit worried there your mic was on on mute welcome to the uh yeah, the West West Life Den, mate. Um, yeah, get get a Panthers perspective. Um, firstly, me. why did the Panthers play so shit last night? <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, we needed more six again, so more referee decisions. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, um, no. There's so, a lot I can say about it. We could probably talk a long time about it, but I'll just say I think for a start, just some team selections went kind of poorly, and I don't think Steve. I think, like for example, Stephen Crichton. I don't think he's he's made for State of Origin. I would have probably preferred someone like White and be picked. Hmm. As a, as a Which, Panthers fan, like having so many players in the Origin, does it, does, is it do you? Do you enjoy that, or do you? Does it make you more anxious? Because I actually don't mind. There's no West Tigers players that can get injured in an Origin or miss games. I actually, I prefer to have like. Obviously, I'd love to be the fucking best team in the comp and flip. You'd you'd take that, but like, do you kind of wish less Panthers get picked? It's definitely very fifty-fifty with that, um, because. Obviously, in one breath, you're just freaking out that someone's going to get injured. Like, Nathan Cleary did his shoulder in Origin last year. Um, But at the same time, I think the big game experience helps a lot. You look at 2020 when they basically lost to the Storm and they were completely overawed. And then they go into 2021 after playing Origin and then they have a tough final series and all that and they get through it. So I think the big game experience helps in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, righto. So team list for this week. We'll start with the back. So Dane Laurie for us. Uh, I'll go for West Tigers first. Dane Laurie uh, at fullback. David Offaluma and 
Kamamalo on the wings. Stafford Toa retains his spot in the centers with Jimmy Roberts. Uh, and Adam Dwayhe wearing the six, and old mate Luke Brooks is back in the number seven. Um, Rob, before we get to the Panthers, yeah, side of things, Luke Brooks being back in the seven. Uh, obviously, Jackson Hastings has moved to lock. We'll talk about the forwards in a second. Do you, do you have any hope at all that Brooksy can? Go back to being a seven and do, yeah, something something good. Are you are you, are you worried about this lineup? I'm not a fan of Brooks at seven. Uh, he's not a game manager, guys. We've we've been down this path. We've had we've had Brooks and Dwayne as a halves combination last year, where Dwayne excelled. The only thing that's going to be a little bit different about this weekend is he'll have a ball playing lock slash great game manager in Jackson Hastings at lock. So I don't know if they're going to sort of share that role much, which, you know, like Jacko will play a lot of first receiver or not. Um, just on the back line, Josh, I've got no news on this or anything like that, but I'm actually quite upset that uh, Junior Tupu is in the starting team. And, Agreed. And, and the way that he played last week, I can't believe our brains trust dropped him. So I'm just going to go on a hunch and just say, Kenny might not be right to play for some reason, and he's going to be a late call up because, you know, if we're looking to the future, and we want to we want to find out if, you know, our younger talent can play centre or play wing or whatever. Like we we just got to get guys like him in there. I, yeah. I think I think he'd go better. I, I'm not saying James Roberts didn't play well the week before against against the Warriors, but I I haven't been a fan of Stafford Toa, uh, even though he had some big meters last week. I. I just still feel his defence isn't great. So, uh, yeah, I'm just really shocked that Tupu isn't there. Disappointed, obviously, that Stefano um, has got an injured wrist. So that that that's a bit of a downer. But, you know, on the on the plus side, I'm, I'm happy to see Jakey Simkin uh, back on the bench. So that, that that's a positive sign for Jake. Hopefully he can make the most of it. Right. On the Panthers side of things, Dylan Edwards at fullback, Taylor May, and Charlie Staines on the wing, Isaac Targo and Robert Jennings, uh, former West Tiger in the other centre, Kurt Kurt Falls and Sean O'Sullivan in the halves. Uh, Ryan, this back line, I mean, there's still um, a fair bit of talent in there, but obviously we've ripped, ripped the absolute heart out of it. What are these guys, how, how are these guys played without your stars? Um, pretty well. I think they've had a couple of games now. It's the entire reason O'Sullivan was brought over for a start was for this. Um, like even Staines, he's had a few NRL games now. Um, Jennings, like you said, has been with you guys. He's been around a bit. So, um, yeah, it's just a case of having as much experience there as they can have. Obviously, without spending too much cap space, it's if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You you become a victim of your own success. People just get get squeezed out. Um, yeah, exactly. In that regard, as who in this Panthers backline scares you? Uh, Dylan Edwards and Kurt Falls. I think Kurt Falls made his debut against the Dogs um, in the first of the buy rounds this year. 
And for a debutant, it was a really good game. He's he's that player. He could have either a really great second game because I don't think he played um, since then. No, so, he's only played the once. Yeah, so he'll either have a really, really great second game or could do the Zach Seedy and fall off the cliff, but I'm expecting it to be the former. Uh, Dylan Edwards is always very dangerous at fullback, so I I think he'll be threatening yep. um, all afternoon long. How how much of it though, Ryan, is like obviously Dylan Edwards has been one of the best fullbacks in the comp uh the last few years, but how much of it is kind of that chain around Cleary in particular? Like do these guys kind of still function pretty well? Like he's obviously one of the best arguably the best halfback in the comp, but do they kind of find a way to still be in sync or do they Basically, I'm asking, is there any chance? Are we any chance here to uh, get one over you guys? <laughs> I, I, think, I think you you are a pretty decent chance. It's it's basically because you're, you're going to be playing against the Penrith system. It's just going to be down a step, if that makes sense, because they run, yeah. they play the same in New South Wales Cup that they do in the first grade. It's just you've got a higher caliber of playing doing it. Um if you watch the games, they actually play the same style of football. So you're playing the same Penrith team just without those superstars like Cleary and Yo and that. Okay. So you'll have, say, Eisenhuth will play the Yo role, etc. So you definitely have a chance. Um, someone mentioned before, your defense is a bit better this year, um, which I, gr- I agreed with. Um, and I'm really happy that um, Dewey's back in the halves. I thought Hastings was going to lock anyway. It was going to be something set up like this. So I think this is close to your best spine. So, um, yeah. The worst thing about our defense this year, in my opinion, is trials off kicks seem to be a big thing. And no, Nathan Cleary, arguably the best foot in rugby league, or up there. So he, his kicking game not being there, he just tear us to shreds. So... Tries off kicks, man. Just diffusing, um, diffusing bombs and grubbers has just been absolute. A lot of that's hustle as well, like the try at Leichhardt last week. But man, as soon as any other team gets in our red zone and kicks the ball, I fucking have a heart attack. But uh, we'll move on to the forwards. So in the forwards uh, on the Tigers side of thing, Jonathan Gowie has moved to the front row. Zane Musgrove, the other front row. New Brown is still at hooker. Um, Manamua gets uh, the second row spot. Kelmatua Luggy is uh, somehow still retaining a spot in the starting sign. And poor Luke Garner got pushed to the bench. And, of course, as we said, Jackson Hastings at lock. Um, as I'll go to you, what are you expecting? We'll, we'll start with Jackson. We kind of touched on it a little, little bit already. But... What are, you, what are you expecting from Jackson in the 13? I'm hoping he keeps the game manager role that he um, has played quite decently over the season so far since he went to the seven because we really do need that. I Like you said, I think he'll be first receiver a fair bit and he'll play a bit of a link role for for himself to Brooks, to, to Dewey potentially. Um that's kind of what I'm hoping to see. I feel like because it hasn't been tried yet, it's going to keep the Panthers guessing. 
um, having those three options who can all um, ball play in the middle of the field there is going to be very interesting. The Panthers forwards may not really know who's going to get the ball. So I I hope that's the plan there sort of to keep them guessing. Um, and I hope Jackson, I just want to see Jackson have a, a really bloody good game, mm. get one over these Panthers. Yeah, he hasn't been in the greatest form lately. So, yeah, I hopefully maybe the role because he's just not touching. Even when he was in the halves, in the halfback role, he's not touching the ball like he was at the start of the year. So, yeah, who knows? At the end of the day, the number on your back doesn't always determine um, exactly how things are going to turn out. There's no reason why. Yeah, they kind of he's kind of set a semi halfback. Well, semi semi five eight sort of thing. So, uh, Rob, we'll go talk about uh, Joffa in front row rather than thirteen. Do you do you think him in the forward rotation? I know Shane was big on Joffa in the front row. Do you think he's better served in the front row? Yeah, I'm with Shane. Like uh, Joffa's been playing fantastically well, but he doesn't offer that ball playing skill set that, you know, Jackson Hastings can bring in. So I'm all for Joffa being in the front row. I think we called for it, you know, 12 weeks ago. So I think it gives us more scope to, you know, play a little bit more expansive. Um, if Jacko succeeds at 13, then it's it, – look, I think I think the club is kind of – I don't know if it's the right thing or not, but the club seem to want to persist with Luke Brooks. So, you know, he, he probably should have been dropped after the Canterbury game. Uh, except for two clangers last week, and they were massive clangers. He he played reasonably well, except for those, you know, the, the attempted chip kick that got charged down and the and the air swing on half time. If Jackson's going to be thirteen, like I'd love to see Jackson as a halves combination with with Adam. But if if Jackson's going to be thirteen, I wouldn't mind seeing Madden having a go at seven. I, I think yeah, for sure, having, having two guys like that in and outside of him would be great. But obviously, you know, Jacko's going to play that that uh, sort of Toddy Payton role that we used to have, you know, back in the day. I, I, I wouldn't be selling Penrith short, guys, and, I, and I'm sure, you know, uh, you know, Ryan will vouch for this. We've, they've got, their left edge is pretty much intact. They've still got Kikau, Togo, mate. Like, it's it's pretty potent. Um, uh, uh, Sean Sullivan's got a great little kicking game. We've had so many tries put on us just from little grubber kicks behind the line, like just like Papaliki did for Parramatta last week. So, and, and you know, uh, their fullback, Dylan Edwards, he's playing outstanding. Like, he, he doesn't look likely. Like, he kind of looks, you know, a little bit gangly and awkward, but he's a great fullback. He plays really mm. well. So, I think their halves will be okay, but, and I'm, but I'm sure they're going to push all their attack to the left. Like, most, you know, if, if Stafford Tower doesn't score a try on Robert Jennings this week, he'll never score a try in his life because the Jennings we saw at the Tigers – was quite slow and, and Stafford Tower's got a good step. So if I was going to back anyone to score a try this week, it would probably be mm. Stafford Tower. But, um, yeah, look, I, I, back to back to your original question because I've digressed through 26 players. I think Joffa going to the prop rotation is a good thing and, and I hope he and I hope he's there to say, to be honest, because we mm. do need a ball-playing lock. Absolutely. I agree. Um, Matamua as getting the start in the back row. Um, yeah, can can you see more of this kid? Yeah, I'm very happy to see him there. You could see, and we talked about it on 
um, Monday, I think, or Sunday, I think it was, the passion that he showed afterwards and the excitement, the joy. Um, second game, just like Pole, he's going he's gonna to get a start. I think he's going to lap that up as well. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to see him getting a run as, as a starter and see how he how he takes that responsibility on. He's uh, he's lining up opposite probably one of the most dangerous second rowers in the competition in Kikau, though. So that's uh, that is deeply concerning. But I wish him good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. We'll get to Ryan in a second when we go through the Panthers. But the big one we're getting comp- a heap of comments coming through about Kelma, Rob. Why? How does? I mean, Paul, him and Luke Garner obviously off to other clubs. At the end of the year, the fact that. Paul Garns got dropped, and Kelmer didn't. What was his stats from the other night? As three runs for thirty meters, thirty meters yeah, or something. Yeah, poor. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does he keep getting picked, Rob? Look, I, I, I was shocked when I saw those numbers, but his his output in attack isn't good enough, and has never been good enough. I know he missed a couple of tackles last week, guys, but some of his hits were huge. And, and I know our fan base is like saying, yeah, well, but that's not good enough. Three runs, 30 metres. And, and I accept all that. But watching the game, I saw him belting people. And I even think one of the hits made a highlight reel this week on NRL 360 or something like that. So the the guy, it wasn't like he wasn't trying. I just don't know if it's a fact that all our shape was heading left because he played on the right side. Um, the fact that he's dropped this week, I mean, will they swap sides? Because Kelma has played on the left before as well. So we've got to see where Matamua plays or what his preferred side is. So do we know if he's going to, Matamua is going to play left or right? Like these are the things we'll have to see on the, on the weekend. Like kick is a big ask, uh, you know, for a, for a young kid playing his second game to defend. So, and, and especially with James Roberts outside you. So I think Penrith could really take advantage of that, of that left edge or our right edge. Uh, yeah, and, and play a lot to their left like we did last week. Right, on the Panthers side of things, Moses Iliota, James Fisher-Harris Fisher in front row, Mitch Kenny hooker, Velami Kikau, uh, Chris Smith in the back row, and our old mate Matt Eisenhuth at lock. Mm. Fuck me, the death in this Panthers, fans, <laughs> this Panthers team. Uh, last year, as soon as I heard the origin selections, um, I... Literally, because we played in Origin Week, I literally threw fifty bucks on us to win. Man, just Ryan, just the amount of great players, or decent players in this club, um, is insane. That your four pack still looks pretty damn good. Who, who you're only missing? Who are you missing? Uh, it's basically only Appy missing out of there. So we've almost got a full strength forward pack. So uh, you got, no, Appy, Liam, Martin, and uh, yeah, there's three. Yeah. Um. So we got Appy and Martin missing. Um. But yeah, this is where I'm most confident. Obviously, up front. Um. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Um. That's where our like New Zealand contingent and that is, especially with Leota and Fish in the front row. Um. And Eisenhuth has actually been really good this year. Um. Mm. If you go back and watch. Um, if anyone remembers, I'm pretty sure it was when we last played against the Dogs when Falls played in that as well, and he played that lock role, and he was really good. He surprised a lot of Panthers fans who were like, oh, yeah, he's just Eisenhuth, and then we're like, oh, where did that come from? So, yeah, yeah, this is where I'm most confident. 
fast. Um, and it should be quite good. It's just obviously Kenny's no Appy. I mean, we all know how good Appy is. We, we all watched him last night. Even in a beaten team, he looked really good. So um, he'll just tackle his heart out, but his service won't be quite as good. But yeah, we'll yeah, survive. <laughs> I, uh, I can't wait to get Appy in West. I tweeted it out last night. The the first photo of Appy Coruscant and West Tigers training gear come... <laughs> Uh, I guess it'll be after the World Cup, maybe. But yeah, that first photo of him in Tigers gear. Oh man, I uh, there'll be uh, movement downstairs when I see that. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't think it can be understated how good of a signing that is. Most Panthers fans yeah. are, are silently freaking out about losing mm-hmm. Abby. Good, but the Mitch, uh, the Mitch Kenny fans <laughs> rejoice though. Yes, the Mitch Kenny fan club's rejoicing, yeah. but <laughs> uh, right on the bench we've got Fanil Pole, Jimmy Tarmel, uh, Luke Garner, and Jake Simkin on the other side. Uh, Sonny, is it Sonny or Sonny? Sonny Luke, uh, yep. Scott Sorensen, uh, Spencer Lenu, and let's squint for the last one, Jamin Salmon. Um, yeah, odd bench for us, Rob. So we've got, um, yeah, back rower and a hooker on the bench. Any, what do you, what's Noddy thinking here with this bench? No, is, is Noddy picking the team? I mean, it could be a no. Sheens. We don't, we don't. What, what is, what is play, uh, coaching staff X thinking when we pick, pick this team? If if I had to think what coaching staff X were, I wouldn't be doing this podcast with you if I could, if I could pick it. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but I mean it's it's better than having an outside back or five eight like Dewey on the bench and a hooker on the bench. So mm. uh, step up maybe maybe it's p- to protect Matamua just in case something goes wrong there or they need to put a bit of experience in with Garner. Um, personally, I think Kelma would give you more impact. Uh, like coming off the bench. So, look, I, I don't know what to think of it. I, I just I don't expect it to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a grueling game that's really going to go down to the wire. I still think Penrith have an advantage. I, I think they've got a slightly better pack. Um, you know, I, I think their, their left side will have an advantage against our right side and vice versa. I actually think our left side will, will have a, a, you know, a good time against um, Jennings and Staines as well. So, uh I definitely see a lot of ball going to both teams left. Uh, and, yeah, it's just going to be a hard a hard game to win, but hopefully we can get it done. We, we got it done last year, but I think Penrith have a better team this year than the one that uh, they had to provide at Leichhardt last year. Uh, good point. Well, our captain coming off the bench. Jackson's not captaining this week. I couldn't find it. Yeah, Jacko's captain. captain. Jacko's captain. Jacko's captain. Uh... Where does it say that? It doesn't actually say uh, it on the. Well, when, when he was in, when he was interviewed about the Sheens stuff being coach, uh, they said speaking to Jackson Hastings, West Tigers captain. So, so I took it that he's still captain this week. Yeah, it doesn't actually. They don't actually put a C next to the name on the form guide here. But uh, got five so name has captain underneath it. Yeah, everyone's a captain. <laughs> you get a captaincy. You get a captaincy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, our club must just 
you must just laugh at our uh, shake of a club sometimes. But um, from your side, man, it's um, yeah, your your bench a little little bit short here. Like who who's the um, yeah, who's the impact of the bench here for you guys? Um, obviously Spencer Lenu mm. and Scott Sorensen. Um, that's the job they fill. Salmon's a weird one. He'll often just come on randomly and do something. It's like he's a lucky dip kind of player. Um, so Ivan will just chuck him at second row or something randomly. Um, or he can fill in the halves and whatnot, depending on the situation. Um, Sonny Luke for us is the one to watch. He's the one I personally am hoping is our happy replacement. Mm. Um, he's very good, very highly rated. Um, he came up through with all these um, top Panthers players you see now. Just he had a lot of injuries, which held him back. Um, so, yeah, he's the one who will probably, Kenny will probably soak up that, you know, intense first part of the game and then Luke will come on and do his thing. He's very crafty, very good. So he's the one you got to watch when he actually does get on. It's just what you said on Salmon there. Would you say that he often plays like he's going upstream? <laughs> Definitely. That's a dad joke. That's a good Josh one. Josh pays himself for the jokes. I do. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on to predictions. So, the uh, undisclosed betting company that doesn't sponsor the show has us at uh, $3.85, Panthers at $1.95. The line, uh, no, sorry, $3.20, $1.36. I was looking at the wrong uh, wrong square then. So the, the margin is eight and a half. Uh, the weather looks pretty good. Look at that. Sunday, 21 degrees. It's been freezing this week. We're playing at 2 o'clock in the day too. It might be shorts and uh, short sleeve. Weather on Sunday, how good's that? Um, you're heading to the game as you're. Un- I think you're undecided, Rob. But as you're heading to the game, aren't you? I am heading to the game. Um, like I said on Sunday, I'll, I leave work at two o'clock on Saturday, and I'll be making my way up while the girls are playing their game on Saturday, Arvo. Yeah, beautiful. We haven't talked about the girls. I feel bad. We haven't um, talked about them, but yeah, again, two o'clock Saturday afternoon at Campbelltown. Um, yeah, and if you haven't heard it yet, I've totally forgot to remind everyone our interview with Tess Staines on Sunday night. Um, if you haven't heard it yet, she was awesome. So scored scored a hat trick for the girls last week. Hopefully, scores another one uh, this week. But um, yeah, back to the men's game. Rob, eight and a half is a fair start against this Panthers team. Do you think it'd be inside that? I would think we'd cover that line. I think I think I think eight and a half is a is a good bet for us. Mm. Uh, you know, I, when I look at that team, I think Penrith still just have an edge, but I'd like to think we're going to get a winning field goal from Adam Glahey this week. I think it's going to be really tight. I think it's going to be Dwayne. really Ad, Adam Glahey field goal after uh, New Brown throws a dummy from dummy half, tries to score the winner himself, and then from the next play of the ball, Adam Glahey kicks a field goal. It's a combank tradition, field goal game winner. So it happens in threes. Happens in threes. We've had two there. We've Jacko, <laughs> we've had Luke Brooks, so why not a third one? 
happens in threes. We won three games. There you go. Uh, <laughs> True. <laughs> as what do you, what are you feeling for this game? I feel like the Panthers still have that edge. Like Ryan said, the forward pack is where I'm most worried because you look at their mm. two props. They've they've got their two starting props. Um, they will do a mountain of work in the middle. Um, with those two bench guys, they'll come on and do a good job behind them. I think what could be the difference is how much of an impact our two bench props make. And I'm curious to see how Tamo goes in the bench prop role, because I feel like that's the, if he was to re-sign for another season next year, that that would be the role he'd be filling. Um, so I'm I'm kind of hoping that that works because it'll give us another experienced forward for another season to help mentor those young guys coming through. Um, and that that could be the way that goes. I think we've got the edge in the outside backs, but like you said before, that left edge is, or our right edge, sorry, is where it gets deeply concerning with Matamua. Um, and what's, what's, what's Robert. his name? Roberts, that's the one. Uh, that could be where our problem lies. Mm. I hope Dane, ha, Dane Dano has a chance to cement himself as a quality fullback up against the likes of um, Edwards. His as old well. club so too. That's, yeah, that's going to be the battle that I'm most interested to watch. That will be the two of them going at it and runs from the back fence and everything like that. I'm leaning towards tipping the Panthers. I'm not set in stone yet, but. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, sunny, a sunny Sunday Arvo. Like mm. it's still gonna, it's still gonna be light when the game's over. So this is one of those games that could really go either way. What are you feeling, Ryan? Are you guys um, like? Aren't you sick of winning? Can't you just lose for once? Like, <laughs> Give us yeah, a bone, that's... Ryan. Come on. <laughs> as a football fan, you definitely get sick of winning, right? <laughs> oh, no, don't know. Um... Do you? <laughs> <laughs> we <wouldn't know. laughs> um, obviously I am pretty confident but at the same time you guys always show up against us as well um, I don't think there's many games you haven't sort of matched us with intensity at least even if there's a quality difference so mm. um, like our I think it was 2021 and that big run and the media were bragging about how great we were and everything the game we played, I think it was our first game that season, was like a state of origin almost. It was huge. You're right. And it, was, it wasn't a massive win. I went back and watched that game a couple of times over the year just because it was such a, just as a football fan in general, it was just such a nice game to watch. So if they show up with the, the attitude, it worries me a bit about having Jennings at, at centre. We There's a guy named Jenkins in reserve grade who a lot of us would have preferred played so I think it'll be closer than just the two clubs would suggest, I guess, otherwise. Yeah, so. I, think it, I think it'll come down to our guys, again, just the attitude they bring and just, um, yeah, they, they seem to come out and play with a fighting spirit last week against Para. And, yeah, if it wasn't for that Sinbin, I think, we would have beat Para, and you could argue a full strength Para or thereabouts. Oh, not really. They were missing what Paulo? I guess a slight one player to Origin, yeah, yeah, a slightly weakened Para. 
is probably better than a massively weakened Panthers, maybe. So, yeah, I would like if we if we were playing the Eels this week with their team, like you would expect guys like Moses and that to yeah. get the job done against us. So, we put up a fight like this. I know we scored late tries that made it look closer, but it was that ten minute period the Simbin. Um, apart from that, watching it live, the boys were ripping in, going hard in the tackles and um, playing like they really wanted to win. So if they come out, yeah, maybe that was the Leichhardt factor. I don't know. But if they come out and play like that this week and just no dumb errors, don't kick the ball in the third, like just just make smart decisions. Like, I think it's going to come down to that. Just if we can make smart decisions and not drop the ball and the referee being a little bit kind, we need a few things to go our way. Um, I've tipped the Tigers, but that's only because I'm so far back uh, in my tipping comp. I kind of need, um, I kind of need to make swing for the fences, but it's with no great confidence. But yeah, I'm 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 going to the game on Sunday, thinking we can um win. It'll be freaking embarrassing if we don't. Like just the smugness. Of uh, no offense, Ryan, but the smugness of Panthers fans. <laughs> you can you can rest seven plus seven players, whatever it is, and still beat us. At, like it'd be pretty pathetic. Although to throw out the excuse, likewise, how many players are we missing through injury? Twally, Sean, Tommy, uh, Stefano, Stefano. Like we're we're missing. No, we're not. They're not Origin players, but they're still. Starting thirteen guys, so we're missing we're players. Missing, is missing players, yeah, um, yeah, and there's others that we're letting just fuck off to England as well because this season's a write-off. But um, yeah, so there's there's my excuse as well. You're not we're weakened as well, so um, <laughs> yeah, um, righto. So we'll be back on Monday. Anything else to add? Boys, before we, uh, yeah, hit the hay. Yeah, just just three quick things. I want to mention to Ryan that we smashed you in Brisbane in 2019. Just remember oh, that magic round. That was a great magic round. Yeah. Yep. And and number number two, that 2020 game that you're talking about, you got you got a really good call for us being offside when the game was in the balance, and you went downfield and scored a try. And I think that game was pretty much in the balance with not much longer to go. So we'll, we'll just that's my little. Tigers, Penrith stuff out. Um, and I don't How do you, you even, like, it'd be water off the duck's back. Because the Panthers have won so many fucking games the last three years. Yeah. Like, there's no shade you could throw at a Panthers fan that would affect them. That no, of they'll lose not. sleep over. Like, no, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, hang on. No, I've, got, I've got another one that can make them lose sleep. Okay. I actually said the only way Penrith could lose this comp this year is if Queensland wins state of our origin last night and destroy their confidence. So so that that's probably the one thing that I, I was sort of thinking that could hurt them because, you know, like it's such a huge thing. But, you know, hopefully they'll, for them they'll bounce back and, and finish the year strongly. Um, the Tigers the thing, problem, Josh, uh, The problem you've got with... A lot of the Gildard has left us or he's leaving yeah, he, he's, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone off to England and then he's going to go to the Dolphins yeah. next year. So that was year, Adrian, right? that we probably didn't mention. But other than that, yeah. I think we covered all bases. What were you going to say, Ryan? I was just saying the only problem with them losing Origin is 
especially Cleary is a, is a student of the game. He he gets really annoyed at himself and he'll go back and he'll watch tape and he'll study and he'll practice and he'll spend extra time at training. Yeah. If anything, it makes them more likely to play better, not worse. Yeah. It's they they're just they've got that culture at the moment. But no, I would just say leaving is hopefully all this new coaching stuff with you guys bears fruit. Um because a stronger comp overall I think helps everyone's teams out, including my own. I, I don't want to mm-hmm. see clubs dwindling off field. You know, you want to win in that eighty minutes, but yeah. it's yeah. And I definitely agree with the sleeping giant comments as earlier before as well. I think we can both agree. We 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 can we we wish pain on Parramatta, but not not each other. No, not Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Panthers, I've always had, I've, I've always had a soft spot for Penrith. My family are from Rudy Hill out west, and um, my stepdad's a Panthers fan. So the Panthers, I've always had a soft spot for the Panthers. It's hard if it wasn't for Ivan Cleary, they probably would still be my least least hated team. So I, um. Yeah, the franchise itself. Yeah, I, it's um, always had a soft spot. What are you going to say, As? Um, I was just going to say it's kind of a good thing that we don't have to play the Panthers again later this season, especially if Cleary's going to come out starting next week and mm. rip, want to rip into every single decision he makes. So, um, yeah, but yeah I, I've got some good memories of some Panthers games like. Rob said that um, Magic Round one that was fun to watch, like the or the inaugural Magic Round. It was that was good fun. Um, got us off to a good roll with those games until we we ended that this year. But I don't know this this game is probably one of the more intriguing games of the season. I wish it was at one of our suburban grounds, though not not Combank. That's mm. all I can really say about that. Okay, well, yeah, I, I said that earlier in the year. I was really annoyed because it really has that rivalry to it now with the Ivan Cleary stuff, and it basically got relegated to state of origin period in what is, for all intents and purposes, a neutral ground, which really bugs me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ryan, thanks, Heath, for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, it was, it's always cool to get some perspective from the other side. Uh, yeah, and yeah, added a lot. And thanks to everyone in our comments for joining us tonight as well. We had uh yeah, a fair fair few. I think it was seventy or eighty people uh with us for the ninety minutes. So boys and everyone in the comments, Ryan, I guess you don't have to uh finish with the tagline. You can um but uh, No you're right. I just wish everyone the best and good night and hope it's a good weekend. Legend. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. And Please. everyone else, as always, you know how we finish the show. Boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go Benji. Go Robbie. For listening to <laughs> another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook 
And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.